I just can't wait another year. Well, Happy New Year, Pleasant Hill. I can't think of a better way to start out 2023 than being together with our family here at Pleasant Hill, right here and right now. And congratulations, all of us. Perfect attendance this year. All right? Yeah, good. Good. Good job. And thank you for attending one of our three Christmas Eve services uh, by inviting your friends, your family, your neighbors, classmates, co-workers combined. I don't know if you heard this. 398. 398. Now, visibly, there were two very far along in their pregnancy, so I'm going with 400. Uh, just, just trying to be biblical. That, that, that's all. And on behalf of Margaret and I, I want to thank Kyle and for the rest of you, for uh, Kyle for preaching last week and for the rest of you letting us spend our Christmas with uh, Mallory and my daughter Mallory and her family out in Colorado Springs. Now, I think, uh, because I was tracking it after we landed, that we were the last Southwest Airline flight that made it to its destination as advertised. Um, but heads up, please, if you see a red roller bag or a black roller bag, um, our luggage still has not been found. Um, so, and it's critical, because remember last time I spoke to you, uh, I talked about how it's amazing how our phones are picking up on our conversations. It comes in our advertising. And I'm thinking that potentially, because one of those suitcases were full of presents, I'm thinking that that deed to that new bass boat must be in... One of those, because I haven't found it yet, but I don't know what you think. Well, Margaret and I, we do have great news, because while we were there, our daughter Mallory and Jordan Kirk, we call him JK, because my son's also named Jordan, JK, the two of them went to the doctor's office, and they were able to hear the heartbeat and then see uh, the picture. A baby Kirk, um, who's going to arrive mid-July. I mean, she's about nine weeks along um, in her pregnancy, and that my beats the bass boat <laughs> every day of the week. Well, I've already been asked. Now, is that sermon going to be short? That's his problem, not mine. I, I left him with 15 minutes, and what was that? So, that's right. And uh, my sermon was in one of those suitcases, so um, <laughs> I did have it on computer. <laughs> well, I, you know, it didn't get you off. Now, as I tell Margaret, sometimes she says, you need to slow down. I say, no, 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 you can hear twice as fast as you think you can. So let's, let, let's hit this pretty quick. 2023 is going to be a lot of decisions, and they have um, profound impact uh, for years to come on yourself, your family, all those around you. And um, untold numbers will be impacted by decisions you and I make. I'm already done with page one. See, I'm zipping through it. Um, people that rise, though, to their, up to their circumstances, circumstances and rise above them, uh, they decide. Everybody say decide. They decide instead of just letting things happen and then reacting to them. So I'm going to talk about some decisions we might make in 2023. Uh, Proverbs 27 and verse 12 tells us this. The prudent see danger and take refuge. They make a decision. Notice what the, the non-prudent, not the, the, non, you know, the person that's not wise, the simple. They just keep on going. What do they do? They have to pay the penalty. So let's be ones who make decisions. Now, take a look at this. This was written in the um, Atlantic Journal. The world is too big for us. Too much is going on. Too many crimes. Too much violence and excitement. 
Try as you will, you get behind in the race. Anybody feeling this? Right? It's an incessant strain to keep pace and still you lose ground. Science empties its discoveries, discoverers on you so fast that you stagger beneath them in hopeless bewilderment. Everything is high pressure. Human nature can't endure much more. June 16th, 1833. So you think we've got it uh, crazy. Uh, that's how it's always been. Nothing new under the sun, Solomon tells us. So today we stand at the door to a brand new uh, year. It's an enormous door. What's behind it is largely unknown. And when that happens, it gives us fear and anxiety. We fear that which we are unsure of. But still, our hand is on the door. Bravely, we enter and we step through. Now, on the other side of the door, on the other side, if you would, into 2023, Jesus is already there. God's already at home and invites us to come in. We, someone has written this, We do not need to fear tomorrow or borrow of its care, because the one who holds it in his hand has already journeyed there. Now, biblically, let's back that up, if, you, if, you, if you'll let me. Uh, Revelation chapter 3 and verse 7 says this, To the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. What he opens... No one can shut. When he shuts, no one can open. Jesus says, I know your deeds. See, I place before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength. Amen? All right? Yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Well, let's, let's apply that to this year. Um, and truly, let's live like Jesus was not only our Savior. We're all, we're all about Jesus being Savior. But let's live next year as Jesus is our Lord, Lord of our every day. And we're going to do that by, by taking this analogy of the doors uh, as we are going to walk into a new year. And I'm zipping through my sermon, so let's go to point number one, all right? There's going to be a closed door and some open doors. Number one, the closed door, the door of the past. The door of the past. Too many tend to live... Uh, on the backside of the presence, or looking up in that rearview mirror, okay? We're held hostage by our yesterday uh, events. We have regrets over missed opportunities, uh, guilt over poor choices, depression over unmet expectations. Uh, life gets disappointing at times for all of us. We make mistakes, we mess up, but by God's grace, the door to yesterday is one that he's shut and he wants to us to realize that he's got it locked. Let's look now at Philippians chapter 3. We'll spend some time here in, in this passage. Uh, please note that it begins in verse 12. Now that I, not that I have already obtained all this, what he's been talking about before, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. There's more for Paul, just like there's more for you. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. You see, God doesn't want us to be imprisoned by our past. Mike Fetter is a great example of that. No matter how awful the days gone by were, grace says they've gone by. Forgetting what is behind. In other words, don't be always looking back. Have you ever went to these um, 
oh, they're paid parking lots or parking decks, or you go into this venue where you have to pay, and as you go in, then the gate goes up and you go through. Now, a lot of them, uh, and they're also in military bases, so you can't come, but they don't want anybody coming out this way. They want you to go another way. And so you drive over these spikes that are down, but then as you go over them, they come up, and if you backed up, they will puncture your tires, and a sign will say, severe tire damage will occur. It's the same with our lives when we attempt to live in reverse or when we're looking backwards all the time, reliving the past. We can sustain damage then to our very souls. So God has dealt with our past in Jesus. Our part is to accept it as paid in full, uh, that type of an account. A door Jesus has shut for you, so in 2023, be forgetting what is behind, uh, that door is shut. Okay, number two then, an open door, the door of new beginnings. This is a, a, a door that Jesus has opened, if you would, and no one can shut it. Look now at verse 13 of Philippians chapter 3. But one thing I do, Paul says, as our example that we're to be following after, forgetting what is behind, now I strain toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize to which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So the back door is closed, it's locked, we might as well just get our hand off the knob, but the front door is just wide open, and that's called grace. We're freed from our shame, we're freed from guilt, and we're blessed with second chances. Now, there's a big turn once in our life, but it's always, it's also an everyday thing all the way to uh, the Lord calls us home. Look at 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, and the new is here. So by his great, uh, unexplainable mercy, God gives us then these fresh starts. But look at Lamentations. It reminds us that it's a daily thing. Because of the Lord's great love, we're not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. His compassions never fail. They're new every single morning. So great is your faithfulness. God didn't just wake you up today. Um, you know, he, he could have decided, you know, not to do that, but he's given it to you, as they say around Christmas time, as a present, as a gift, a door that he wants you to unwrap or to walk through. And so we act on what we've learned from our past. God wants us to do that, to be wise that way, to learn from the past. But in, in our gratitude to God, then he wants us then, uh, learning from that, to continue on in his faithfulness and his forgiving love. There's a lingering message that we uh, didn't cover this year uh, from the Magi. And so if you would, just for a moment, Matthew chapter 2, uh, we're told that as the Magi go to the house now, Jesus is quite a bit older, but still a babe. They see the child now, not a baby, a child. So he's a little older now with Mary's mother. And they fell down and they worshiped him. Then opening the presents, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed. And this is the point I want to pull out by another way. They departed. It's, it's, don't go that way. I got, I got another way. I got another way over here. I got another door open for you, if you would. That's what this door is about. Because you have met Jesus and you're worshiping and following after him, let him lead you a new way back to your job. Back to school with a new attitude for this year. Heading home today with a new attitude, a new perspective. 
Replacing bad habits with new ones. Walking through the door of new beginnings. Thirdly, then, there's the open door, the door of providence. Providence. Providence simply is God's sovereign care for you and, your, and, and for your purpose in your life. It's realizing that God is sovereign over that, and he wants to care for you, but also give you a purpose. When we consciously walk through that door of his providential care, we remind ourselves that God is in control, that it's coming to terms with the fact that when we put God in control, when we put God in control, say that with me, put God in control, Romans 8, 28 kicks in, but you have got to be putting him in control. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. So you got to be called and walking in that purpose that he has for you. So allow him then walk through that door of his providential care. It's an attitude. It's a posture before God, knowing that his purpose is good for you, not evil. Look at Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Now he's speaking to them, uh, particularly to their, to their point in, in history, but it's also a principle found throughout God's word that he, plans, that he has plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So by stepping through this door, we're realizing our loving God's in charge and he's bringing an agenda and we're going to follow after that, uh, the, the agenda that he has for his child uh, and no one can lock that door. Christmas has reminded us of that providential care. Uh, a, a woman, uh, a womb that uh, uh, had known no man is open. Uh, another one is open that had been closed by age, and that's Elizabeth. A mouth was closed by a man who doubted. That's um, Zechariah. Uh, he opening the eyes of the pagan magi by a star in the sky. And so we can go through this door into this year also confident that we belong to an awesome God and nothing, as Romans 8 continues, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord this year. Nothing can do that. Nothing can. So from his love and providential plan for our lives and for the lives of the church. And then lastly, there's the door of home. The door of home. Uh, look at, look at um, Philippians 3 now in verse 13, 12 and 13. Not that I've already obtained all this, Paul writes, and we had looked at this earlier, or I've already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I don't consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what's behind, straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which, and here's what I'm getting at here, which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of this, the closed door, and not living back there, the straining, the, the, the going after the prize has in mind then not only the moment, but also then we're heading heavenward. We're heading to our heavenly home. Uh, from the time we're born, our souls are already homesick for our home again in heaven. And there will be in the Father's presence for all of eternity. And so as uh, this year brings us a year closer to that reunion, to that gathering of our family of faith then. We see and know that the gates will be wide open and one day we're going to sit there with Jesus by our side. Jesus' message goes on to say, now as we jump back to Revelation 3, Jesus says this, I'm coming soon. 
Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. The one who is victorious, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. The picture there is that you will always, as we're faithful, as we receive victory then, we will never again be, uh, will leave the presence then of God. I will write on them the name of my God. I will write on them the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem. Young people are going, we're talking tattoos, aren't we? Did you hear that, mom? Did you hear that, that tattoos, right? Which is coming, that's when we were in heaven. And, and uh, coming down out of heaven from my God, and I also write on them my new name. So you get the name of God one day waiting for you. You've got the, the new Jerusalem, which really says a lot for the new city, that the, the name's going to be then written on us, and then also on them a new name for Jesus. That's all awaiting us. See, we've got that. As you walk into here, not only are we trying to get through today, but we're looking on and straining towards running that race heavenward as we're headed. Now, Jesus often used this, and as Kyle or as Darren took us through uh, some of the wordings and memories from of the, some of the funerals we had this year, one of the things I want to always remind those that are in those situations that uh, as we have a funeral, not for the departed so much, but for us is to remember that they have already received this. But now here's uh, us today. We want to look at this as this is what Jesus is doing even now and what awaits us all. Look at John 14, where Jesus said these words, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. Everybody say, me. Me. He's preparing it right now. So we're, we're, we're heading into this new year, but this is what awaits us. This is what's, If I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. So the wide open door of your heavenly home is awaiting us all. Now, some are closer than others. Uh, for some, it is very near. Uh, for others, it is in the distance, but we're to always be straining and, 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 and aiming for and living out our life uh, headed for that door with our heavenly goal in mind. So as we, as we keep our eyes on that door, that can help us handle the pressures then. Some are going to be expected in our lives to come, but others are unexpected. These difficulties they are going to bring uh, us. But in the midst of all that, we're looking forward. We're fixing our eyes uh, on Jesus. Look at that now, Hebrews 12 and verse 1. Uh, a quick summary then of that continuing picture. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, that's the spirit of those uh, who, who died in Christ that are before for us. They're already waiting. They're waiting the time when they will return with Jesus and their, their bodies that we've honored as we've uh, placed them in their graves. Their spirit and, and bodies will come together uh, in an instant, will become glorified. Some of us may be still here on the earth, but we will then join them in the clouds, get our glorified bodies so uh, let us throw off everything that hinders then, knowing that they're already there. It's our destination one day. Throw off everything here on earth that hinders uh, us, the sin that so easily entangles us, and let us run with perseverance the race that's marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer, the perfecter of faith, 
For the joy set before him, that's what makes it all possible, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sits down, has sat down now at the right hand of the throne of God. So, some of you are paralyzed by your past, and you need to reach uh, and get your hand off that, that door, and by faith then keep that door closed behind you. Give it to Jesus. Realize your forgiveness and don't give in to that temptation to, to dwell on thoughts and, and events again. Don't let the devil rent out space uh, in, in your mind or in your life. Uh, some stand at this door of opportunity. Not a bad sermon, preacher, but, but that's it. No, no, go through the door. Go through the door, not only with Jesus as your Savior, but let him be the Lord of every moment, every day as we go into this new year. Some stand at the door of providence, and you don't want to go through that door. 2022 wasn't that hot of a year. You lost a loved one or marriage faltered. There was trouble at work or in some relationships or some of your friendships. But it's time to trust in the one that can make all things work for the good of those who love him and who then have been called according to his purpose and are letting him be Lord of the moment. Jesus holds the door to unlock 2023. We just need to trust him. We need to stay away from the closed and locked door. We need to then walk through the door of new beginnings each day, walk through the door of opportunity every day as God presents those to us. And that we, as we're doing all this, that we're looking beyond the moment and looking uh, uh, heavenward. Um, And Jesus is waiting for you on the other side of those doors. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the gift of a God who is so far above us and yet so close, that your spirit, because of what Christ has done for us and our receiving the gift of salvation through him, that your spirit is even within us. We thank you for that promise that in 2022, you never left us, you never uh, uh, forsook us, you you were always there. Forgive us, Lord. Um, When we were disobedient, we weren't mindful of your presence, we doubted, we feared that we, we stayed too long in our shame and our guilt. And we pray that as we go into this new year, Lord, that indeed that we would uh, be following and striving after you uh, as, our, our, as our Lord, as, as Jesus, as you're by our side, preparing the way that we'll acknowledge you all throughout this year. And thank you that we have a, a, a home, an eternal home waiting for us with loved ones in the Lord there waiting uh, to hear the word for Christ to come for his bride and that we'll all be together with you one day forever and ever. To that end, we pray this day in Jesus' name. Amen. As we come to a time of communion, the Lord knows how forgetful we are. He wants us each Lord day to remember what uh, he's done for us in Jesus. And so I need to remind you that the Lord's the one who hosts at this table, so we bar no one. He does invite in this way. He wants you to be able to be a believer, to remember what he's done for us uh, in Jesus, and that we will examine our lives in light of that, that we're sinners, and it's a good time to confess any sin that we've left unconfessed, but then to realize and to be thankful that we have a Savior in Jesus. And so we remember, uh, we repent and confess, we celebrate, we're thankful, uh, all in a beautiful moment. And so uh, I encourage you that, Uh, if you can meet those requirements to celebrate together with us this day. Let's stand together. We're going to sing Amazing Grace, My Chains Are Gone.